Howdy, y'all. Welcome back to the Red Ass Podcast. This is, I want to say, episode 22 now. Um, you've got your co-host, Rob White, fighting Texas A.E. Class of 14. And this is uh, this is Roy May, fighting Texas A.E. Class of 2015. Yeah, same to say, uh, we decided to take ourselves a little break uh, after last week. You know, the team was off, so we figured we'd also give ourselves a off week. Oh, well, I mean, it wasn't so much planned, but just... Last week was nutso, and like my daughter uh, got a concussion, so we're dealing with that. My wife screwed her back up. Like, Jeez. yeah, well, and my wife's like me; we're just getting old. But my daughter, um, she uh, she's huge on taking charges, mm-hmm. which I love. I love that part of her game. But um, I guess uh, she she took a charge. It was an away game in Conroe. She took a charge, and I guess her head bounced pretty hard off the uh, off the hardwood. So, oh boy. But, yeah, we went to the trainer today. She'll be back at it. I think she's got a game. Uh, uh, she's got a game coming up, I know. But it's they're in limbo right now because, you know, with A&M, everybody leaves for Thanksgiving and doesn't come back, right? Right. Well, you know, high schools are still coming back after Thanksgiving, although they have this whole week off. Right. Um, but it's like this, it looks like the season may kind of be in limbo. Um, so, I don't know. I I feel bad for so many high school athletes in so many sports. I know it's, you know, we, we all pay attention to the college and the pro stuff, but, but man, these kids, you know, in, in the high school level, it's for a, for an overwhelming majority of people, it's the last time you're going to play organized sports and, you know, and just having seasons and sometimes your last season taken away, it just sucks. So I hope they can find a way to play the game. They've kind of altered their schedule a little bit. Right. But I feel like we did see a little bit of that because, you know, uh, those of you who do keep up with high school sports, uh, football, has been kicking off with the playoffs uh, at all levels at this point. And you've already seen a couple of seasons end because of COVID. You know, yeah. where, where they're in the playoff, you know, they had forfeit games. So it's just rough that, you know, you don't even get a chance to To, to, to even play, yeah. You know. But I, I don't want to be all down the dumps or anything. It's just, you know, that's just life. That's how it goes. I, yeah. I, I wasn't feeling great last week. And then I had a busy, long week and was able to, to steal a couple of days away. And, and I went fishing with my dad, which is, you know, those – can't can't ever replace you know getting to spend a day out on the lake with your dad and then this weekend I had three days of army drill which felt like three months oh, so yeah <laughs> um, yeah we uh, uh, it was supposed to be a field exercise we were supposed to go you know away to another installation right but with with COVID and military travel and everything we just did it at the reserve center but they decided that uh, we'd sleep at the reserve center so it was like a slumber party it was really really fun. So, but yeah, so I've been trying to catch up all day and I'm busy as crap this week because you got, um, you know, today I had to run around and get a bunch of errands taken care of for the restaurant because we're doing those Thanksgiving meals. Right. Um, I still haven't even started the errands for the Thanksgiving here at the house. And not that, like, we're not having a ton of, you know, we're not having people over. Sure. But, like, Thanksgiving's a big deal for me. I love cooking Thanksgiving. We love going way overboard and having leftovers for forever. Of course. And uh, so I've got to do that. I've got to squeeze work in at some point tomorrow. Wednesday, but I've got to go grocery shopping. I, I may do it tonight because I've got to get the turkey thawed and I've got to get it in the brine. Right. Uh, like, I need I need to get a lot of work done tomorrow because Wednesday I've got to take completely off because, like, half the orders are picking up on Wednesday. It's blah, 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 blah. And then Thursday's Thanksgiving. Sure. Friday, the May family tradition, we wake up the, the day after Thanksgiving, get up early, start pulling all the Christmas stuff out, get Christmas put out the day after Thanksgiving. Right. Um, your Saturday we got Aggie football again. Oh, oh it's back um, finally. Yeah, like Sunday will be my day of rest because like the Monday I've got the West Ham match. Yeah, you know, right. and then and it always feels like once you hit Thanksgiving, 
you just you blink and there's Christmas. Yeah, it's it's just it's that goofy time of year. Just feels like everybody. I mean, I know especially for me, I feel like I just lose a lot of pro, uh, productive value at this point in the year. Once you get through about Thanksgiving until Christmas, it's like you just don't want to do a ton. I know, especially with well, you want to do right. a ton that's not work, right? Well, exactly, <laughs> and, and that's just it. You think about work. You know what I do. Um, you know, I know a lot of businesses I'm going to be working with, they're just ready to wind down for the rest of the year and not really worry about so much Christmas stuff as it is getting set for the next quarter next year. Yeah. And they're not really wanting to put out any new marketing. And of course, with, you know, the COVID situation, it just feels like everybody's trying to hold on to what they have as opposed to try to, you know, risk anything right now. And I don't blame them. It's going to be, it's going to be a really slow holiday season, I think, for a lot of businesses. We're, uh, yeah. we're looking at Good Bowl and I'm just kind of crossing my fingers partially um yeah. but uh but you know and, and and you know in reference to that you know just remember you know on the holidays especially if you're local in in college station or if you live in a college town you definitely remember all those uh you know kind of small owned business the small businesses because between thanksgiving and really the new year it's just it can be so slow and, and, and it's going to be even slower because of covid so you know when you're out and about or you're shopping or you're thinking about getting dinner or whatever, you know, remember to think of the small businesses to, to do your Christmas shopping. And then, Absolutely. Know, don't, don't sit on your, don't sit on your phone for three hours searching through Amazon and finish all of your Christmas shopping. You know, do, do local, always support local, you know, when you can They're they're obviously struggling already with COVID and it's going to, it's just going to get more difficult, you know, during the holiday season. So yeah, right. support local. You, I mean, y'all know we're, we're yeah. big on that anyway. Uh, always, uh, you know, considering we both work at local businesses, we definitely uh, support that and want to continue to push that. Of course. Um, yeah, no, just kind of a, honestly a quiet sports weekend really outside of uh, really, you know, you look at NFL and, even college football, you know, there really wasn't a whole lot going on. Um, no, I mean there there were some games that uh, that I think maybe were unexpectedly good. I thought uh, I thought the Ohio State game was going to be a good game, and, yeah. And I I, I kind of peeked over and I looked, you know, you, you blink and Ohio State was up, you know, by a million, yeah, uh, like thirty five seven or something like that. Or something yeah. Like that. But then you know Indiana, uh, Indiana showed that you know they're at least somewhat legit. Yeah. Um, they played a tight game. E- either that or. Uh, it was it was weird. Who's the quarterback for Ohio State? Oh, it's a Fields. Field, yeah, Field from uh, from Georgia, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was weird because I, I actually had a little time to kind of. I was at the desk and didn't really have a lot to do for a little bit, so I was watching some of that game. Mm-hmm. And even the announcers commented on it in the beginning because he threw two picks in the first quarter. Yeah, he looked a little and, rough early. And it was like this is the first time he's faced adversity, and he's not doing very well in the face of adversity. Right. So that could be an interesting storyline to kind of follow with Ohio State. Um, just kind of through the rest of the season, and, and obviously, you know, assuming they get through the Big Ten, which should not be a problem. Uh, no. Yeah, look for it. You know, the Big Ten championship game, but then obviously in the playoffs, I think if you know if you can get to Fields and make him force some mistakes out of him, uh, you saw him kind of go into a shell. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Outside of that, I think Cincinnati showed everybody that, that yeah, you know, what most people thought outside of Cincinnati. Um, right. Yeah, it's just. Uh, they're they're really good. They are. They they're a really good team, but they're I don't think they're playoff worthy. They're just not. No, and I think there's going to be a, obviously a lot of conversations with that this week. Well, the rankings come out tomorrow, right? right? And that's, exactly. That that could be a real shit show if we end up in the top four. Well, and I really, you know, I was commenting. Someone posted about that. And he said, "What do you think A and M ends up?" I personally want to set about five, 
and I'm and I'm comfortable that's sitting at five. The only reason is because I don't necessarily want us in the top four just yet. I don't think we need to be in the top four just yet because we really haven't had a chance to prove it last two weeks. Well, but on the flip side of that, yeah, if you're in the top four and you haven't played for two weeks and now you're about to run off a whole series of games, yeah, um, you know you have the ability to keep yourself there. And that's true. And, and, and I think that was the nice part was that you didn't see us fall in the rankings because we didn't play. Yeah, in fact, we picked up some points on Florida uh, this past week in the rankings, actually. Right. So, uh, you know, that that was interesting. They struggled with Vandy, kind of like, like, like we did. A little bit, like we did, Well, <laughs> they didn't struggle quite like we did, but it, but it also wasn't first game, you know. And you right. figure, you know, this far along in the season, when you've got a, a Heisman hopeful under center, it, you shouldn't struggle against Vandy. That's just no. all there is to it. So, so right now, uh, if uh, what are your predictions on the top? Top four and then the first two out. Uh, I, don't, I mean, I don't know about the order. Uh, but obviously, I've got Bama in there. I've got Ohio State in there. Uh, I've got Notre Dame in there. Yeah. And then I think at four and five, Clemson and us are kind of interchangeable. Right. Um, and then uh, I think Florida. So it's you know four, five, six is some combination of right. us, Clemson, and Florida. I think you're right. And I think probably uh, BYU probably comes in and, and at seven. Um, and then after that, honestly, it's really it's just not going to matter. No. Um, I mean, if you wanted to, you could put Indiana at eight or nine. I, honestly, I, I, yeah. I'd be okay with that. They, I mean, they showed. I mean, they got down big on the road. Now, granted, I know it's on it's different on the road this year, but but still playing in the horseshoe is what it is. And yeah. Um, yeah. So I, you, you put Indiana down there. You probably put Cincy around nine. I'm about to add, I'd put them ahead of Cincy. Yeah, they sure. they should be in a New Year's Six Bowl. I have a problem with that. They just they're yeah. they're not good enough to be in in, in the playoffs. They're, no. they're not in that conversation. And I think there's a. There is a talking point that the committee will certainly have, which is, you know, on a normal year when this group of five team would play against a higher level power five, would they win that game? Well, and and the problem is you can't do any hypotheticals, no. and because this year's the way it is, right. we just we just don't know, and that's that's also that's also been, and I think it 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 really has provided an extra challenge for the people to do the rankings because you don't have any sort of way to compare the the conferences across, you know. Yeah, because there really hasn't been a whole lot of non-conference. I mean, what no. the Big Twelve played some non-conference poorly, no. but they played yeah. non-conference. Well, and like you look at BYU as an example, you know, yeah, they've got a great schedule, but you know, when you're playing North Alabama, yeah, they got an easy schedule. Yeah, and and you know, there's two narratives coming out about this whole UW game, um, <laughs> which and, is hilarious. And, well, yeah, and, and to be honest, I haven't read super deep into it, but no. you, it sounds like you can kind of go with either narrative. To be honest, either BYU's you know ducking the game, or so I I, I don't really care about that because I don't think BYU's going to end up in it anyways. Probably. Um, not. It, it doesn't matter when you're beating like if you're beating people sixty to three when they're as bad as the teams that that they're beating are. Right. So it's yeah, I mean you can. And and it's very obvious that BYU is trying to run up as many style points as possible, and it comes to a point where you're really just you're just blowing out shitty teams, and nobody's impressed. Well, it's like you look at, I mean, similar situation. I mean, I just watched a video about this. I'm not sure if you're, I can't for the life of me remember the coach's name, but there was the head coach that play that uh, is over at Refurio. and if you recall, whenever he took over at that position, he was known as halftime Hitler because his whole deal was he changed up his coaching style. Where, you know, typically if you're playing and you're up big on your opponent, you pull your starters, like, at halftime or sometime at that point and let your other guys, you know, for sportsmanship purposes. But he found himself um, down the stretch in the playoffs, his teams would run out of gas because they weren't playing full games and they would lose in the playoffs. So about 2011, he changed up the style. He said, you know what, I'm going to start playing three full quarters with my guys. 
And so all of a sudden the 50 to nothings, the 60 to nothings turned into the 80s and 90s to nothing. And a lot of coaches in the district were just like, man, at some point you got to think about the kids. But at the same time, he's like, no, my team is just better than every team in this well, district. And, and but you don't you don't get to throw that statement out without right. including his kids. He's thinking about his kids, and exactly. he wants his kids to win a title. And if and, they and did. if pulling them at, and if pulling them at halftime, yeah. Keeps them from being like fully game fit to play a full four quarters. Then you're not doing your own kids, you know, any any uh, any good. So it's exactly the think about the children line. Good lord, I always hate that. Man, you don't want them to put up eighty. Tackle them. Just try tackling. And here's and here's the crazy part. This is you know you're in Texas high school football. If you're a kid that's getting ready to play Texas high school football, you know what you're getting yourself into. It's it's no holes barred. You go out there and you play hard. You know, for all 48 minutes that you're going to be playing, and that's great. Go out there and kick some butt, take some names. And if you don't, you don't. You know, there at some point you're going to come across a team that's just better. And Refurio is one of those teams. And the coach knows that and has since developed that into a winning thing. So I don't hate the idea of BYU running it up on people because they need to show that. But at the same time, it's the same deal. You're playing a bunch of really bad teams. They're, they're running it up on people that nobody cares about. Right. You go... You go Run up the score like that on just a, literally a, a, a P5 team. Yep. Just pick one and run it up. And if you can do that, then the narrative changes. You know, they pick yeah. up that UW game and they go beat Washington 65-7. to seven, Then, yeah. Then I'll... we need to talk about BYU. Right. But the thing is, when you're you know, you're beating the brakes off of you know North Alabama, but then you know winning by a touchdown to UTSA, that's where the problem comes Well, in. and that's the problem. It, it, their problem is they really can't score a ton of style, po- a ton of style points. Right, but man, they can really screw themselves. And the UTSA game is, is one of those things. Yeah, you know, they, they they really can't help their narrative anymore, but they can certainly hurt it. And the UTSA game was a perfect example of that. Oh, no doubt. But and so, yeah, no, I see us. I see us. You know, four or five somewhere in there yeah. I, in front of Florida. The well, Pauls have had us in front of Florida, so we'll you know we'll stay there because you know that's head to head. Yeah, right. And still to this day, I you know I do agree that if at some point they decide that Florida just has more style points and they somehow jump us. Regardless of how the rest of the season pans out, I mean, I will give Florida a little more credit in the fact that they do control their destiny better than we do. Their whole their whole shtick is obviously we have to win out, but Florida, if they win out, will make the playoff as a one loss team. Well, if Florida win if Florida wins out, then Bama's going to be the fourth team in the playoff. Exactly, it'll just so be Florida jumping just, in at three and Bama falls to four. Yeah, so it's I mean it's. I, the floor is not going to be Bama. I, I don't. They're not. The, the people haven't even talking about this conversation. Talking about well, you know, the Bama defense may be a little bit more suspect. It, yeah, sure, a little bit more suspect, but a suspect Alabama defense is still really damn good I on defense. Say, it's still like a top twenty defense. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's, so, and, it's ridiculous. And, and Florida does. And and Alabama's scary when they have a really really good offense. For sure. And they have a really really good offense. Najee Harris is insane. And he's gonna have a field day against Florida. Hey, feel like he could run for 250 yards in SC championship. I think he will. And you know, I think just Alabama. You know, regardless of what ends up happening, I think Alabama is just on a different level than everybody else this year. I think even with you know Waddle out, I think they're just they, that level of a team. They've been on a different level for 10 years. It's just a right. couple of years Clemson joined the level. Yeah, and yeah, I, that, that's really all it is. And so I'm, you know, I think. Obviously, that weekend, assuming everything else pans out and we do what we're supposed to do, take care of business in the games we play, I think it's going to be a very interesting weekend with Clemson and Notre Dame and obviously with Alabama. 
and Florida. I think that's going to be the much less, you know, entertaining game from my perspective. I don't think the SEC championship game will be very entertaining. No. Um, and you know, Notre Dame Clemson will be interesting because you know Notre Dame t- took overtimes to beat Clemson, right? Right. And they beat a, a Trevor Lawrence list Clemson. Right. So. You know, if Clemson comes out and wins by 14 points, there's no reason to see that rematch because it just proves the fact that you, you know, you can beat Clemson when they don't have their star quarterback. Right. So, I, I, I don't, I just, I don't think the, I don't see the ACC getting into um, because if Notre Dame beats Clemson again, they're two losses and they're done. Right. And, and that's only assuming Notre Dame doesn't drop a game between now and then either. Yeah, and so you have, um, yeah, so you have, and I love that the SEC was open to, to playing on the championship weekend. So you're going to have the opportunity Excellent. to really, truly put that stamp on it on the weekend when there's not a ton of other football. Right. So you'll have that opportunity, and that's going to be huge too. Um, yeah. So you just, and like you said, you still got to go out and take care of business. But but other than that, there wasn't a ton of just interesting football to mm, be honest. No, I mean you know you you finally had a uh, you know finally Liberty finally took a loss, but obviously they were really weren't in the conversation. I'm, I'm start I'm starting to. Even maybe just scratch the surface of believing Arkansas fans and their conspiracy theory. Well, I, got, I gotta tell you, man, it just outside of our game, the games they have lost have been with some drawback from the officiating. You would think it was bad. You would think that the SEC would at least buy them a steak dinner and flowers for as often as they're screwing them. Man, yeah. it's rough. It's. <laughs> But you know the old saying: "Don't put yourself in a position where we're officiating of course. can cost you the game." And and Arkansas will get there; they're just not there yet, and, no. and that's all there is to it. No, and so that's one of those deals. Um, I feel bad, but at the same time, I don't because I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's like it's 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 starting to get a little insane. It is, um, and I'm partic- like particularly me. I was mad about it because I picked Arkansas to cover, um, right? And unfortunately, I just but I, you know when you're playing, you know. Against 11 football players and four officials, things change. Yeah, they're but, the 12th man on the team. But, <laughs> but so we've got our game with LSU, and I've got – my site has it at a 14-point spread. That's what I saw last yeah. as well. So that's that's what it's sitting at. Like, literally, I haven't pulled up. So right now, I don't mm-hmm. know what it opened, but it's at 14. It was like 14 and a half. Yeah, I don't think it's moved much. No. Um, I There's a lot of stuff I see uh, you know, online, you know, Twitter and text eggs, people talking about – you know, LSU worries me and concerned about this game. Right. And um, I, I, I would place, and I might place a sizable amount of money on us to cover the spread. I think the one thing that worries me more about this game than anything is the fact that we have not played for two weeks, and because it is tough to get back on a winning streak when you are off of it. Uh, but at the same time, I just think across the board we're once again a far more talented team. And I think far more importantly, key players that need to heal up got healed yeah, up. We got healthy. I'm real. I'm just. I have no concern about this game. I'm gonna enjoy us. And I think Jim Balser understands we're gonna need little style points. No so, doubt. And 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 he said it in his in his, uh, uh, in his press conference. Some some a line something along the lines of you know re- revenge can cloud your judgment or something like that. Well, uh, true. So he's not gonna he's not gonna run the score up uh, just because they they did it last year. But I think he understands that we need to leave the gas on the pedal a little bit longer. I think we need to win this game, I think, just for my confidence sake, mere minimum three scores. And the reason why I want a three-score game is just because, one, that does cover the quote-unquote the revenge factor for the fans. But more importantly, I don't want to be in a dogfight with this team. 
because there's just so many factors where, you know, you look at what a mental block might be on a football team. You look across the line and you see the Alabama A on the dude's chest. You see the stripe down the middle of the helmet and your brain immediately turns off because you're like, oh God, it's Alabama. I think A&M has had the issue where we line across from LSU and we see the LSU on the chest. I doubt. I think that's giving LSU entirely too much credit because they were good last year. Well, well, you got to realize we're a young team. They had right. one game, and they don't care about that. Then you can combine that with the fact that these kids watch football. They pay attention to sure. stuff. And LSU sucks this year, and that's all there is to right. it. Yeah. And, and if you want to talk about getting into a dogfight with them, we got into a dogfight with Florida, who is a far superior team to LSU. Oh, sure. And and we beat them. And we honestly – we left a lot of points on the on 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 the field, you know, right. in the Florida game. So if if it ends up into a dogfight, it won't be a dogfight for very long. No. I I'm 100% confident we cover the spread. Um, and three scores would be great, but I mean, if you cover the spread, you're basically talking two or three scores. Right. And and you know that's a. I think when you're talking about looking at the logo and all this, that may have more effect on the ranking uh, person. You know, the, the people that do the rankings. Sure. Yeah, man, they smoked LSU. We understand LSU's down, but man, it's still LSU. So uh, I think we win. I think we win going away. I think the the keys to it are going to be all three of our running backs just going buck wild all over LSU. Which I think, especially from a factor that I have not considered yet, but somebody brought up a good point. The weather may be a factor Saturday night. From what we're seeing, they're saying 50% chance yeah, thunderstorms. Yeah, it's supposed to be rainy, yeah. So there's a very good possibility that the run game is going to be very prevalent. And in that sense, I like us very much so. Well, and then, you know, because, yeah, I mean, our running def- our rushing defense is good. And then you factor in the fact that if you're going to throw the ball, it's going to be short for the most part. If you're going to air it out, you got to air it out early when the balls are still, you know, somewhat dry. Right. And if short passing is what you got to look at, um, you know, you have – you have what has turned into some good possession receivers on the outside. Of course. And you got Watermeyer. we got Watermeyer who's going to be great. I mean, Spiller, um, Smith, and, of course, A-Chain, they're going to be a nice little running back stable that's going to keep the pressure on this defense. And I think you're just going to see what we did to South Carolina. I think you'll see what we ended up doing to Arkansas. Just we wear are, them down. I'm about to say, we're just going to wear them down. So by the time we're about halfway through the third quarter, the defense is just so gassed they can't keep up. Yeah, and the nice thing about, you know, when you have a game where you're going to have to run quite a bit, um, you chew up a lot of clock, too. So, exactly. you know, if you can keep moving the chains with the running game, uh, you know, on the flip side of that coin is your defense feels pretty good, well-rested, you know, right. not going to have a problem getting through four quarters coming off of two weeks off. Although, again, it's not like these guys were sitting in their apartments playing Xbox for two weeks. You know, no, these guys no. were, were keeping up what they're doing. They were healing. So, you almost really kind of – you hate that we had to postpone two games, but you love the fact that we got these two bye weeks to really kind of get well, uh, get healthy. A lot of film on LSU. Yeah, plenty yeah, of cause we, Yeah, because you're talking about basically having two weeks to prep for LSU at that point. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not concerned about the game. I'm really not. I, th- I think the other – I mean, and I know this is not a factor, but it's something that I thought was really interesting. If you look at Arkansas uh, – if you look at LSU this year, it's literally been – Loss, win, loss, win, loss, win. So at this point, this is the bottom of the roller coaster again for them. Yeah, I mean, you'd have, to, you'd have to look at their schedule, but just to see kind of how that worked us. I mean, it's, it's a little goofy. Um, yeah, but it's like you lose against a bad Mississippi State team, beat the brakes off of Vanderbilt, lose to a Missouri team who, honestly, they're proving to be a little bit more middle ground than anything. Um, you 
beat a South Carolina team who has proven to be not very good. They're just bad. You lost to an Auburn team who's also just wonky. And you lost that game bad. And then you turn around and you beat Arkansas off some, we'll go ahead and call it what it was, some bullshit at the end. But fact of the matter is you're coming into Kyle Field with a well-rested, ready, hungry Texas A&M team. Well, I'm looking forward to next week because I want to talk a lot about Auburn. Um, Yeah. But uh, I I don't think Auburn's any good. Let Um, me say that in particular with that game, one thing I'm really thrilled about is that that game is no longer the last game on our schedule. Because I feel like Auburn has always had that kind of goofy air around them whenever we play them. Uh, Because that game has gone so many different ways. And I think the fact that it's not like the last game where we're going to be sitting here like, oh God, let's hope we don't screw this up. You know, it's more just a middle of the schedule. Hey, let's go get them. Well, I I think you're also seeing that, you know, in the years that we've been in the SEC and playing Auburn, uh, you know, the talent level on the rosters was – uh, was equal, or maybe they were a little better one year. We were a little better another year. Right. Um, but what you're going to see this year is the talent on the field. There is a there is a, a a bigger you know disparity there is. Or, you know between our talent and theirs. So and that's why and we'll get into Auburn next week. But no doubt. Um, but I just I don't think Auburn's that good. Um, I know they beat Tennessee, but Tennessee's not very yeah, good either. Like that's, <laughs> yeah, Tennessee's bad. Yeah, like um, I said, it's it's going to be a. Kind of a wild week. Um, like oh, lots of rivalry, re- yeah. uh, rivalry, uh, rivalry week. Yeesh. <laughs> Phrases of the yeah. day. Um, yeah, but you've got and you, the thing is, you end up losing a couple of good rivalry games because of cross conference not happening. But overall, yeah, you're going to have Kentucky going to Florida, which is going to be an absolute Florida stomp. Let's just go ahead and call it what it's going to be. Um, you have Arkansas and Missouri, which you know. That's a pair of teams that are kind of middle conference. It's at Missouri. I think Arkansas might make that an interesting game. That I that might be a game that's fun to watch. Sure. I mean, just in the sense it should be a real competitive football game. But yeah. even then, like Arkansas-Missouri, I, I won't be watching any, that. Any chance that Iron Bowl gets wild again? Granted, of course, it's in Tuscaloosa. No. So I don't think so. No, there's none. And, and if you're if, – you know, if you're an A&M fan, you're hoping that Alabama just beats the brakes off of Auburn because then they go into the, you know, they go into the next week with just that hanging over their heads, and mm-hmm. so you're you're rude. Well, obviously you're rooting for Bam anyways because you don't want them to have a loss. No. Um, but you know, you want to you, you would like to see Auburn demoralized in the Iron Bowl. No, oh, no doubt. You know, because how often? I mean, never really has Auburn had to follow up the Iron Bowl with another game the next week. Yeah, they can't, like, put it all on the line for the Iron Bowl because they got to play the next week. Exactly. And, yeah, that's one of those things where, you know, you take a peek at it because um, – It'll be a good game to follow well, along with. Well, in the sense, like, keep an eye on it because in rivalry games, things get heated. Any key defensive players, any targeting that occurs in the second half Maybe will have a positive, a positive effect for us because they're yep. missing a half of football. So, you know, just – Keep an eye on it. You know, it's just kind of one of those things, another thing to kind of put a pin in. And, and so, I, it, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting. That That's – that's yeah. it, the Iron Bowl, I, I always watch the Iron Bowl. It's right. great. So, and then you got, you know, the Egg Bowl this year, which I think just from a personality standpoint is going to be a fun so game to watch. So bad. <laughs> just from the coaches. It's just terrible football. <laughs> you got a combined – man, your combined record in this game is 5-9 and nine coming into it. You know, I, I just think, you know, Ole Miss is a nine and a half point favorite at home, and I I like the pirate to do something goofy. 
Yeah, that's nine and a half. That's that's a big number for a rivalry game when both teams suck. Yeah, I think Mississippi State covers that. Um, obviously, our game's going. Uh, but you've got uh, Georgia, Georgia, South Carolina, because Georgia's not playing, you know, what was it? Good old fashioned hate. Clean old fashioned hate, uh, whatever they call uh, no, it. Georgia, Georgia Auburn, good old, good old fashioned hate. Um, no, no, that's the, that's the South's oldest rivalry. Right? Yeah, yeah. But you had, um, yeah, Georgia South Carolina. Uh, of course, Georgia's like a twenty-one and a half point favorite. That being said, Georgia like got in a bit of a dogfight. No, no pun intended with Mississippi State. Yeah, that was one score that I was trying to kind of keep along with that. That was, uh, I mean, I mean, late in the not late in the game, but pretty late in the game. I mean, that. that it was a tie game. It was a tight game. It was. No, it was tied. Yeah. I mean, it was tight, but I mean, it was a tie game, and like Georgia had to go and win that game. Yeah. At Georgia against Mississippi State, so right. that should tell you all you kind of need to know about Georgia if you didn't get that right. from watching the Florida Georgia game. Right. And then of course you got yourself the butt bowl of the week uh, over in Tennessee uh, at on the road at Vanderbilt, uh, but they're like twelve point favorite. Go Vandy. Go Vandy. Yeah. We said it all year. <laughs> you know, we, um, I don't want Vandy to go over, but right. they're probably going to. Yeah. Go Vandy. But, yeah, I mean, it's rivalry week in the SEC, so whatever. Yeah, it should be a ton of it's, fun. It's, yeah, like you said, it's, it's weird because, you know, we've got games after this. You know, LSU is normally how we close it out. You know, you know, we've got Auburn the next week, and then we've still got Tennessee, and we've got Ole Miss, you know, in that order or flip-flopped. And, um, and I just wonder how much... I would, lo- I would love for Tennessee to end up being the last game on championship because you know we'll stomp Tennessee. Right. Old, I, we, you could beat Ole Miss by 14, but if they put up 30 or 35, you're not going to feel real good about it. No, and I think, honestly, going into those last several games, you got to wonder just what the motivation is going to be for those two teams. I mean, because here's the thing. Once you've gotten to the point now where you've already gone past rivalry week and you really don't have a ton to play for, you've lost pride... You've or you've already played for pride and got what you needed out of the season. What's the chance you're going to phone it in against AM because you're just not on the same level? Well, and also just taking a look around college football, you know, people still opting out, you know, still deciding oh, yeah. to, to hang up the cleats for the season. So it's, you know, you, you could also be looking at situations like that where we're, we're going into Ole Miss or Tennessee and they've got four or five key players that decide they're going to just going to go prep for the draft. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it can be a lot of. <laughs> There's a lot of factors. Yeah. There's a ton of factors. But again, you know, right now it's just go beat the tar out of LSU. Yeah, that's that's the one thing we can do. One thing we should do. Um, so fingers crossed on that. I think, like I said, I think we're a pretty comfortable favorite, and I think we will cover. I think there's going to be some. It'll probably be a little hairy early. People are going to freak out on tech sags, and we'll end up pulling away, and everybody will be happy. Yeah, I, I don't think Jim, Jimbo will coach for revenge, but I think the players will definitely be just fine with running the score up. And, and trust me, there's plenty of fans that feel that way. Yeah, so uh, me, me being one. It's of not them. like we have a ton of true freshmen on the starting twenty-two. So you know these these guys remember last year. Yeah, no, they remember, and they're gonna they're gonna bring it to them. Well, and I think who's gonna have probably the most fun in the LSU game. Is the big men like the our offensive line up front are just kind of road grade? Dude, goons are out here. I mean, they like they're on national lists and things mm-hmm. right now because people recognize what they're doing. And you know, props to them because it feel like we've had several years now where they have not been as much of a factor as we wanted them to be. And then this year they've just. I mean, I going back and watching the pulse when they talked about on that Florida drive when it just all clicked for them. Like we can beat these guys. Yeah, it's just. 
hey, it's something we clamor for every year. You know, we're going to need better offensive line play. We're going to need better offensive line play. And this year we've got it. Yeah. This year we they we've had incredible, you know, incredibly better, you know, remarkably better play from the offensive line, and it shows. It shows across your entire offense, not just the run game. Oh yeah. So I mean, as we go, um, so I did want to take a quick deviation, uh, knowing that you know this is Thanksgiving week. You know, one of the things we wanted to talk about on the podcast was just you know things that we're thankful for in this time of year. I know. Um, well, and Thanksgiving itself. Yeah. Yeah, we got to, we can talk a little food. Oh yeah, we can definitely <laughs> talk food. Yeah, yeah. No, this isn't just a sports podcast after all. We do enjoy us some some food. Man. But yeah, you know, and I talked about it. You know, being such a hectic week, and you know, with Thanksgiving week. But um, you know, don't ever register any of that as complaints coming from me. I, you know, I'm very fortunate to be able to to be stressed in this manner. Right. You know, I'm, I'm stressed about. You know, work and then, uh, you know, my, you know, the restaurant and stressed about, you know, feeding my family and, and, and the, you know, just in the manner of doing it right and, um, and, and you know, putting up Christmas lights and all this stuff is stuff that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it, you know, Thanksgiving week is, is always, it's, you know, probably, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, Christmas is my favorite holiday, but right. Thanksgiving's got to be pretty close. And this year's going to suck. I understand that. For uh, sure. You know, we're not. You know, my folks aren't coming up. We're not going out to see my folks. Uh, so, it, you know, it sucks. But, um, but uh, you know, we're, we're going to have a good time. It, you know, I'm, I'm able to spend the day with my family and, yeah. um, you know, hang out and eat too much food and watch football and watch the god-awful Cowboys. And, yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I'm thankful for, for so many things, honestly. You know, I, you know I, I, I bitch and moan about, you know, a poopy reserves weekend, but... You know, I'm, I'm thankful that I get to serve my country. I'm thankful that I that I still get to serve in the reserves. You know, I'm I'm thankful that that I that I have all this stress in my life because you know, if, you know, if I had nothing going on, I'd have a real complaint. But exactly, you know, this it's such it's such a great week to to just kind of it builds up into this family day. You know, yeah. that, that's really what it is, and um, and you know, everybody's got their Thanksgiving traditions, but. A lot of them across the country are really similar. You know, the, the turkey, the, the stuffing, you know, all that stuff. The football, the naps. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> naps. the naps. Oh, the naps are the best part. Um, so, uh, but, you know, personally, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm thankful that I have a job. You know, I'm thankful for yeah. employment. I'm, I'm thankful for my home. I'm thankful for my family. Yeah. Um, you know, my wife and my daughter and, and, and uh, you know, my parents, you know, my, my sisters and their families. Um, you know, I'm a very fortunate and blessed person in life. Uh, so I'm, I'm thankful for all of that. I'm thankful for the friends I've made. Thankful for Texas A&M. Yeah. You know, um, so, you know, and, you know, and above all of it, I'm thankful that, you know, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. So it's, yeah. you know, I, this is, no matter, it, it's one of those things where you have to put life in perspective when you start complaining, you know? Right. Um, but one thing I'm also thankful of is the ability that I've been, I've been blessed with the ability to be able to give back. Right. Um, and this is, you know, you're really hitting that time of the year uh, where it's important to, to, you know, give back. And this year, there's a lot of, there's a lot more ways to, to help others out in need, you know, in 2020. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, we, we had somebody um, donate a bunch of our meal packages. So right. I'll, I'll be delivering some meals. Um, and then, uh, you know, I've got, um, uh, I've, I've got a family that we're going to, you know, buy, buy all this stuff so they can have a Thanksgiving dinner uh, for themselves. It's, you know, if, if, 
you can't take it to the grave with you, man. So, it, you know, when you can give, and it's such a wonderful, great feeling to be able to help others out anyways. It's, right. like, it's literally the, the lifeblood of humanity is, is charity. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I give you on a soapbox all day about yeah. about giving, but you know, I'm thankful for for so so many things. Yeah, um, I'm also thankful for the food, though. Yeah, <laughs> say, I'm pretty thankful, honestly, at this point in my in, in my young life where I'm at. It's just you know, with as many different things have that have gone on and all the changes that have taken place, there's just a lot of things that have stayed the same. You know, I've got a great family that have always been really supportive of me and what I do, and happy to lend an ear anytime I. You know, need to talk an ear off, or you know, I'm thankful for all my friends, uh, both near and far. You know who you are, uh, who do have been so supportive of what I do, um, despite all my BS that I'm <laughs> that I end up putting out there. Uh, thankful for, of course, um, the opportunity to just be able to live out my passion and play music. You know, it's one of those deals where I'm not making money enough to say, hey, this is my career. But it's enough to keep my, you know, you know, pay for an extra meal or two on the week, you know, and that's good enough to keep uh, keep myself going. I'm thankful that I'm currently in a job situation where, you know, I actually enjoy what I do, which is not something I was saying a year ago and not something I was saying the year before that. So that was, so I'm certainly happy that I'm able to do that at this point in my life. But once again, I'm kind of reiterating on what you said, but I'm also very thankful just for you know, the many blessings that my family have been given and, you know, obviously thanking God and everybody else that, you know, that has been such a big part of my life lately just because I feel like there's so many different things that are pulling at me, um, both personal, uh, you know, things I don't necessarily have to get in on here on the podcast, but it just feels like there's so many things that I could complain about and, probably have the right to complain about but at the same time it's not something i think is worth talking about because there's so many better things out there right now you know i don't submit myself to the negative um you know the negative worries that you see on social media anymore i've opened up to the idea that where we are currently it's just so much better that we just look at each other and smile you know share that fun post don't worry about election results don't worry about what so-and-so said about so-and-so on Twitter. Don't worry about any of that stuff. You know, be open to the positive things. And, you know, it's, it's tough to find them, but, you know, you dig a little under the surface and you'll find something there. Well, and I think one of, you know, one of the more important aspects in life of leading a good, healthy, and enjoyable life is just to, you know, be grateful about the things that you have and, and you know, never, never take what you have for granted and, no. and, and never take for granted the help of, of those in your life that have, uh, that's gotten you to, to the point that you're at. Um, you know, it's, it's not all them, you know, helping you and it, but it's not all you doing it all. So it's, you know, whether that's family, whether that's friends, whether, you know, it's your faith, um, you know, it's, 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 you know, you, you kind of lean into, into the hard times in life and you lean into, to, to things that are you know are going to be difficult, but it's because you know you have that support system. So, but um, you know, heading into Thanksgiving, and I'll hit hit on this again though. You know, this is really the time. You know, go through your closets. Um, you know, it's, it's still not cold. No, <laughs> not here in Texas. But you know, get in your closets, get out old jackets, you know, blankets. Um, you know, if, if you can, I know that time is is a hot commodity, and you know, with COVID, you know, 
people are going to be hesitant to maybe go volunteer certain places, but you know, if you, if you have money, give, you know, if, if you can't, you know, not everybody can, can financially just fork over money to charity, but you know, just find a way to give and help the people in your community. Um, because no matter what community you're in, there are people in need and it's getting to that time of year where, right. um, you know, those needs it, it are, are amplified and we're talking about just human needs, you know, right. um, well, so not talking about need in an Xbox. You right. Know? You know, like, well, volunteering time, you know, like if you can, uh, if you can't obviously financially, you know, if you find yourself being able to help out with, you know, either Brazos Valley food bank, you know, any of that kind yeah, of your stuff, your local food bank, yep. local shelter, whatever it is. Um, yeah, you know, so it's just it's just one of those things, right? So safe to say, it's just where we're currently at. Just, you know, I I think it's very important for us to um, obviously give at this time, and I'm more than happy to do it the best way I can. I I've and, been I've been tipping generously in uh, restaurants, yeah, and things like yeah, that. yeah. I mean, again, you know, monetarily, you know, if you if you can if you can help with money, then do that. But um, you know, and, and don't forget one of the most important things that you can give, and that's your your emotional support and your friendship. Always. You know, the, the holidays are also a time when people get depressed. And, you know, when you combine holidays with the fact that there's a lot of travel restrictions and, sure. you know, people can't do this or go there. So it's, um, you know, reach out to your friends. You know, make sure they're doing all right. Reach out to your family. Let them know you're doing well. Talk to your family. Hop on Zoom or MS Teams or whatever you use. Right. You know, and... and if you can't physically spend time with your family, you can at least see them and talk to them and, yeah. and same with your friends. So it's, you know, I, I love this time of year. Um, but, but with this time of year comes a, a, a greater responsibility yeah. and, and what it all boils down to is, is being a good person and trying to help the people around you. Yeah. That, and we, we talk about that a lot. Yeah. And of course, uh, you know, one thing for me is, you know, my, my DMS are always open. You know, if you want to talk about something, you want to ask me a question, you want to just kind of vent any of that fun stuff. I've, I've been that open door for people. I'm happy to stay that open door because, you know, I I like to think that I've got most of my ducks in a row most of the time, but I, I'm always happy to lend an ear. And so that's something I, I, I'm opening up to you guys. So feel free to shoot me a message if, if you ever want to talk about anything. Yeah, my DMs are closed. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, I'm the same way. I've, I've always enjoyed being able to, uh, to be there. And even if I can't help, you know, I can at least lend a listening ear. Um, and I, you know, I've been around the block a, a lot of times at this point. So, um, you know, in the holidays, if there's anything, uh, you know, if there's, I, I get, I probably get hit up more for recipes than anything else. So if you, if you have any questions about that, feel free. Speaking of recipes, we've got to get into food because it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, let's get on it. Um, so, uh, I, we're, we're a turkey family. I know some people are like, sure. I, I, no, I don't no, know. No don't, ham, man. I don't understand people that don't like turkey. I just, I've never understood it. And, and I get that it's a, like, you may not like it cause it's dry. Well then cook it better. Cause turkey isn't dry if you don't screw it up. Right. Are you a uh, light meat or dark meat? Yes. Just, yes. Dude, just straight up. Every yeah, time yeah, I, man. every time I go back to the bird, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Um, my, my daughter is a turkey leg person, so she always just grabs one of the legs off the turkey. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, so my, my place, so one of the things that we do, so we do, I uh, normally do mashed potatoes, we do sweet potatoes, uh, we do green bean casserole, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah, dressing, uh, uh, and then we do uh, our family green rice recipe, which is phenomenal. It's broccoli, okay. a little celery, a little onion, um, cheesy, happy goodness. Right. Uh, and then uh, we don't really do cranberry sauce in this house. No, we don't either. Uh, we do two gravies normally. Um, 
I'm trying to think rolls pie. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, but we, we do it up. Uh, so my plate is, I, I, I need to start buying Thanksgiving plates and right. by Thanksgiving plate, I mean, approximately 140% the size of current plates. Oversized I use for plates. Yeah. I just need like a service platter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, uh, uh, so, so, but my favorite things, like when I sit down, you know, cause you, you know, you make your plate and you sit down, like, what do you go after first kind of thing, you know? Right. So this year we're going to change it up a little bit. We're going to do our mashed potatoes. We're doing kind of like a creamy uh, roasted garlic and then the sweet potatoes. I'm actually just going to cube and I'm going to roast with, uh, uh, just, uh, butter and brown sugar. Nice. Kinda. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nothing crazy. A little cinnamon. Um, that'll work. But, uh. But like I'm a turkey dude, man. I'm a, I've always been a meat and potatoes guy, anyways. Right. So I go absolutely after the turkey. And oh, by the way, I put the gravy on everything. Like once everything's on my plate, then it literally it. just gets coated in gravy. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, otherwise, what are you going to do with the rolls if you don't have right. a, a lake of gravy on your plate when you're done? Right. So I'm swim. Um, but yeah, no, I I love turkey. I, I would cook turkey five five or six times a year if I could find good sized ones at cheap prices. Yeah, it's definitely with turkey. I mean, you know, we, we like turkey where we're at. The family will serve ham as well, but I'm just not about that. Yeah, we, we never grew up doing that. Ham was uh, Christmas. So, um, right. like growing up, if we had a, a big Christmas, like we had family coming, like a lot of extended yeah. family coming in, we'd do a turkey and a ham. Okay. Um, but now that, you know, when we do Christmases, it's, it's not as big. So, you know, it's normally just a ham. My folks... Probably get it like a honey baked, and then uh, like if if my sister and her family in Houston were like meeting us there, I'd bring one of our uh, holiday hams from Good Bowl. Right. Um, so, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's turkey all the way for me, man. And I get it. Like I look, I like brisket too, obviously. Right. And, and I, I'm Texan and brisket, blah blah blah. Dude, if you do turkey properly, it's phenomenal. I'm going to buy my turkey tonight. By tomorrow, it'll be thawed out. Mm-hmm. That means tomorrow it goes in the brine. Tomorrow is Tuesday. That means right. I get 48 hours in the brine. Right. All right. And well, here's a, a simple concept for you, real quick. If you need a recipe, you don't, and you know, you don't want to go buy a, a pre-made brine. It's salt, white sugar, brown sugar. I put in a little bit of hot sauce. It doesn't. It doesn't spice it up. It actually, you know, all this, all the spiciness cooks out. Um, uh, I put in Worcestershire. I put in soy sauce. So it's a high sodium, but again, that's kind of what a brine is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll, I put uh, sage and thyme, and I'll put a little bit of garlic and a little bit of onion powder. So I, there's a lot in there, um, and then just you know fill it up with water. But it it completely changes your turkey. If, if you're if, if you're the person that says I don't like turkey because it's dry, Try well it. then brine it and it won't be dry. Right. <laughs> oh boy, man. I don't deep fry turkeys anymore. I used no. to. I still got the stuff, but. I'll probably do another deep fried turkey another year or two. And so we never did a deep fried turkey. We were always like I said, we just did kind of standard turkey. We did the same thing with green, you know, green bean casserole. The only condiment you didn't mention that was definitely the go-to for us. We did we do macaroni and cheese. We do the baked. See, we don't. Uh, that's not something we do here. But like the the green rice casserole is so cheesy. Like right, it serves its purpose. Yeah, it's there. got rice. If I wanted to make it with noodles instead, I could. Right. Yeah, so oh we, man, I should totally make it with noodles. There you go. <laughs> As, yeah, we always did it with mac. Yeah, we did mac and cheese, just like the baked in the pan. Uh, but you know, and then you know, homemade dinner rolls that are just absolutely to die for. You know, I end up getting like three or four of those, and I hate mm, myself afterwards. Right. And that's you know, I'm I'm the guy, unfortunately, that goes to Roadhouse that you hand out the rolls. Yeah. And I sit there and like you never make it to dinner. I, I can't make it to dinner. You know, so I'm making a point that if I'm on a date, you know, for any of you ladies out there, we're limiting ourselves to one damn basket of rolls because we got to get past that. I will That's take two, fine. you get two, life is good. 
I can't go past that. I tell you, last year, so you know the yeast rolls, you 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 set them out so they'll kind of rise a little bit. Yeah, of course. Um, Last year, I don't know if it was maybe the temp in the house or maybe we weren't paying enough attention. Yeah. Uh, But I was like, oh man, the rolls, and I went to check on the rolls, and I am not shitting you. These things were like maybe five, six inch diameter, and I was like, oh shit. I'd say that, that was a healthy rise. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened, but it was hilarious. Were, were they watching dirty videos? Uh, I don't like, know, <laughs> man. But what's what's funny about that is we cooked, a, a, like we baked them, and uh, and they were like so airy and fluffy on the inside because they'd risen so right. much. So it was like this wonderful mistake. But that's all right. It's, it's all good. Let's say yeah, Thanksgiving food, delicious. Oh yeah, love it's, it. It's always two plates, a nap, and then another plate. Yeah. You know, growing up, it was always. Leftover turkey, TV tray, turn on the, the game against the Sips. Right. Um, so, and the Cowboys don't want to play, like, during the day. Yeah, they're... And that's kind of dangerous for me, because they kind of, they, like, the Cowboys kind of play during my nap time. Yeah, no kidding. That's just, a, you know, the whole family, you know, we're, we're Eastern New Mexico, West Texas, so everybody over there is a big Cowboys fan. Oh, you know, that's, now that I think about it, though, that's kind of a blessing. Like right, yeah, this year, <laughs> yeah. If, if, if I take a nap, I won't have to watch the Cowboys look like crap. Well, it's, well, the thing is, you get the you get the traditional matchup this year. Granted, it's against the the, the team redacted, yeah, uh, right. against the Cowboys, <laughs> the team you know. Redacted, but you know, and you get the Texans and the, I mean, here you go, Texas, Texas people. Who are the Texans playing? They're playing the Lions. That's right. Yeah, and the thing, that's right because the Lions all the Cowboys and the Lions always play on Thanksgiving. Right, right. and then of course the the nightcap, which is. Yeah, that's a game relevant to me. Ravens coming uh, to Pittsburgh for the Steelers. See, for me, I like the fact that the Cowboys and the Lions always play on Thanksgiving. I think the Cowboys should always play Washington, and I think I agree. the Lions should always play the Packers. Oh well, yeah, Green Bay, or, or at least just in division. So they either play the Packers, the Bears, or the Vikings. We right. should always play an NFC East team. Yeah, it needs to be a rust. It needs to be rust belt games, and then NFC East. Make it, make it, a, make it right. kind of a rivalry thing for the. I mean, like the Steelers Ravens. That's a that's rivalry. A, it's a good rivalry game. Yeah. It's a fun one. So, so I mean, I'm looking forward to that. Should be a fun weekend. Uh, well, yeah. You know, well, I say weekend, but yeah, Thursday basically will be. Um, and you know the rest of the lineup really wasn't paying attention to the NFL. However, we did want to start doing a little bit more dive in because we both are fans of the EPL. So here's your five minute boom. If you're maybe, into EPL, here we are. Maybe five minutes. We'll maybe try. five minutes. We'll see how much we can get in. Yeah. But uh, now, fun week uh, in the EPL uh, across the board. I think. Uh, want to touch on your match? Uh, yeah, I, I got to watch a good bit of it because, uh, the game was, you know, 8 a.m. here on Sunday and yeah. we turned in weapons at like 6.30 in the morning. Right. So we had some downtime. Um, so watch the match, uh, you know, kind of typical West Ham play down to bad opponents, play, play really well, play up to good opponents. Um, right. It, 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 it was really goofy match. Uh, um, you know, Sheffield came out, uh, really hot in like the first five minutes and it was just like. Pucker up and hold, you know, brace for impact. Right. But um, game the game was all right. You know, three points is, you know that that's a game that last year we dropped. Right. In fact, that was a game last year that we dropped and Fabianski got hurt and he was out for a while. Right. Yeah. Um, three so, points is three points. Yeah, and we need three points, especially coming off such a, a difficult October. You know, right. the, these you were really looking at the matches in November as like these were the matches you had to get points out of. Because you, you didn't think you were really going to get much of anything, if anything, out of October. We I mean we managed to scratch you know scratch out seven eight points th- through the beginning of the season, so um, 
But yeah, I and, and I'm on record for saying I hate international breaks. I'm sick of them. Um, Man, you're not even kidding. Uh, like, I mean, it's, it's not even the COVID stuff. I just hate international breaks. I think they're dumb, and especially like during the time of COVID, like yeah. during time of COVID, like you're legitimately going to send people to like Madagascar. Like, what are you doing? Right. Well, um, it's a, yeah, you had a bunch of friendlies that took place, and unfortunately, especially for us, you know, for Liverpool, you know, they had a bunch of injuries and people that caught COVID. You know, so that was a problem for us. That just absolutely was rough. Well, you, I tell you what, you want to talk about uh, Premier League, though. Today, yeah. um, so today was the Burnley game and the uh, Wolves-Southampton game. Right. And Burnley hadn't won yet, right? Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? They're due. So I bet on Burnley to win the match today. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll just tell you that the odds were definitely in my favor, betting-wise. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, yeah, that was one of those, man, they got to be due. And so Burnley wins, I so I cash out. Right. Uh, and then the Southampton Wolves game, yeah. I bet on the draw. And there you go. I, I bet to a draw, and they drew today. So I had a, uh, a successful Premier League uh, gambling day today. That's good. So amidst all the running around. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to it. We don't play uh, until Monday, so I'll kind of have the weekend to relax. I'll watch a yeah. little Premier League. And, and the Monday matches I like is in the afternoon, so... You know, I'm basically, I'm working. I can just flip the TV on because I work right there, you know, right. on the couch. Uh, so I'll be able to kind of, I'll be able to watch the match uh, while I'm working. So, but I'm, I'm just, I'm excited for this week. And I'm going to tell you this right now. All right. This whole Liverpool crap. Uh-huh. Yeah. The first part of the season, y'all cannot get VAR to go for you. Nope. And now VAR is kissing your ass. It's like it's trying to make up for it. And it wouldn't have mattered because you guys won three and I mean. Yeah. You can make you can make the case that it, it matters because obviously when a goal is scored, it really just changes the complex of a game to an yeah, extent. But but that, but that was an egregiously terrible call, though. You got to admit. Well, to no, it. no, it absolutely was. And the thing <laughs> is, it was a terrible call. We got hosed by it too. I'm about to say, you know, it's a terrible call. It's no fun. But at the same time, unfortunately, that's the way it goes. It gives, it takes, and I'm not a big fan of it, but. If they're going to allow it, they're going to allow it. And that allows me to complain about then, it later. Well, then maybe Arkansas should ask for VAR instead of instant replay. No so, eventually, so eventually they can start getting the good side of it. Right. <laughs> but but overall, you know, I will take the Liverpool match as it was, considering the pieces we are missing. Because you know what was really nice? To be able to watch a Liverpool match and not see Mo Salah take a dive for no contact. Yeah, well, you know. He's phenomenal at that, though. Like, it's literally a part of his game. Oh, like, sure. he and. And it's one of those things where it's like in any major sport in the world. You know, we see in the NFL, we see, we nope. see NBA, it man. everywhere in the NBA. If you're yeah. a star, you get the call. Right. I mean, Harden, and ladies if, and gentlemen. Yeah. And, you if you, and if you know it, you're going to keep doing it. Right. So, I mean, I don't I don't fault him. I mean, if they're going to no. keep calling it, I'd keep diving too. Well, and that's Why just, not? Well, and that's just it. The thing is, I will, you know, I am not a fan of that aspect of the game. But the fact of the matter is, it's you know no different. It's, it's an it's, aspect I mean, of the game. It's no different than anybody else doing it because everybody friggin' does it. The problem is, you have a he's a top goal scorer and he does it. The only thing that I've been surprised about the Premier League is I remember a couple years back they talked about they were really going to start trying to root out diving, and they tried that for a while, and then they quit. It's like, and I think the wild part is, especially with the VAR going around, you'd think. They would create that as part of a review process, yeah. but you know, unfortunately, apparently, that's and, and, not part of the game right now. Well, and and, and I saw it today in, in the Wolves game. Yeah, it was just some incredibly terrible and pathetic dives, and that's all they were. There was little to no contact, and then on then on the flip side of that, you had Treore right. running up and down the side like straight up bulldozing people, yeah. and they didn't call him for 
anything for the first part of the game. No. And then they called him for everything the second part of the match. Yeah, it's, and it's just... It's inconsistent. God, they do. The watching Premier League is like watching the SEC. The officiating's terrible. Yeah. It's the best league out there, and the officiating sucks. Yeah. And, you know, I think one thing I will say that I'm... You know, call it what it is. I, I think it's rather impressive. But Liverpool, at this point now... Granted, you know, with COVID and everything, it doesn't make a ton of difference. But they have now set an unbeaten streak of 64 games at Anfield at this point in time. It's just absolute fortress for them. And, yeah, I'll take it for what it is. Um, we're currently sharing a top dog on the table with old, uh, with old Tottenham, for all of you wonderful Tottenham individuals out there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so... Dude, like next <laughs> next Sunday is Chelsea Tottenham, and if there isn't a bigger, I want to barf on the table match. That in is my, the, like in my world. That's I, that's the barf. ultimate. I want a nil nil draw with like maybe two shots on goal and like match. nine red cards. Yeah, I mean, I just want it to be a god awful match, you know? Because honestly, for me, because those are the two teams that are floating right around us there at the top. Screw well, them. Well, then y'all get them in a. Midway through December, so. Yeah, but I say, we get Tottenham twice. Uh, we get them in mid-December, then we get them right at the end of January. So we get Tottenham pretty quick on both of those matches. Yeah, it's a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. But, then, all right, so, but we'll stop with the Premier League. It's I, all good. If, if anyone hasn't turned it off at this point, we're still here. Um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's ugh, man, I love Premier League. But, um, but hey, you know, so we wanted to change things up a little bit. We're going to. Um, kind of probably start fading back to you know we're gonna, we're certainly going to talk Aggie sports and we're certainly sure. gonna, certainly going to talk football during football season but um, you know we're going to get back to talking about topics that aren't sports yeah so and Thanksgiving obviously was was an easy one that's the fifty meter target for us right um so uh so again uh, I'm thankful for all y'all out there listening yeah um all five uh, of you we love yes you. yes all five of you tell tell two of your friends and they tell two friends and so on it's, eventually it'll yeah. be a whole thing yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm thankful for y'all listening. I'm thankful uh, for you, Rob. Thankful for everything yeah. you do. And um, uh, Rob, Rob does everything on this podcast. Literally, all I do is sit here and talk. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. But but I'm, I'm thankful for everything I have in my life. And um, you know, take this time during the during the holiday season uh, to to find a way to, to reach out and give and, and help people in your community because any sort of change ever in the history of mankind starts right here in your backyard kind of thing. Right. Um, so, uh, that's all I got. I, 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 to be honest, I probably really should go get a turkey tonight. Um, I've got to wake up super early and go to my VA appointment down in Houston tomorrow. I get to drive back to New Mexico tomorrow. So, Oh, gig it. Well, gig it. Yeah, be yep. safe. Obviously that's the plan, yeah. uh, be safe. Don't get any tickets. No, I'm, um, ro- I'm rolling with the dogs. So we're going to, she's going to end up causing at least a couple stops, which is cool with me, but, yeah, yeah, solo road trips can be brutal. So, you know, stopping and stretching your legs are once in a while the worst thing. Yeah. And then maybe she'll get pissed off because you have to stop because you have to go to potty break. No, you know. <laughs> she'll be sitting in there just like, Dad, how what long, are you doing? How long is that drive? Well, from here, so... Uh, it's how, well, how far is it for, with, like, what you at El Paso? Oh, God. El Paso is further than Carlsbad is. Just, just... Oh, to, it is? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah, gotta understand, is. yes, New Mexico... There are many portions of New Mexico that are a lot closer than El Paso. So you drive kind of northwest, really. So, yeah, basically what I do is I cut north. I'll go um, basically Highway 6 all the way to 20. Uh, the way I used to do is I used to cut over 36, so we do, like, Temple, Gatesville, oh, yeah, yeah, all yeah. that crap up, up to Abilene. But now I've found it's a little bit quicker. To go north, if I just stay six and just go through Dublin and whatnot, up to 20 and then cut over, like, whatever that town is, Cisco. Was it, like, 18 hours? 
It's it's about with the potty stops for the dog about nine. It, Seems like a million hours. I'm about to say it's it's about eight hours if I'm just if I just hop in and go. Yeah, yeah. It, what's funny? I I noticed this from time to time. I'm, mentally, I place College Station a lot further east than it is. Right, and it's I mean it, it's it's far enough east. Like, but for that drive, I have to commit a day to go do it. Yeah. But it's you know. But it's, it's a day. It is a day, and where versus you know where. The old drive I used to do, this was the worst way we used to do it, and I don't know why the hell we did it. But I would go south, uh, 285 out of Carlsbad, and go all the way down to I-10, intersect at uh, Fort Stockton, and I would take 10 all the way south uh, past Junction, and then we would hop on at 290 there, go through... That's jo- terrible. Yeah, Johnson City, South Austin, and then Bastrop is where you cut up 21. No, I, I-10 by itself is miserable. Oh, I know. Like, the stretch for any of you who I'm sure you've done this drive before, but if you're out there on I-10, basically between Ozona and Fort Stockton, that's literally 100 miles of nothing. Well, yeah, when we, uh, um, I mean, when we PCS out to California and yeah. then coming back, so we went from, you know, we went from Virginia to, uh, to San Diego, but we came down so my folks, so we basically left Houston to yeah. drive to San Diego, and we pretty much just got on I-10. And we stayed on I-10 until we hit I-5. Right. I, no, like, no shit. That was the drive. Yep. It's just miserable. And then going back uh, to Fort Bragg, it was the same damn thing because we saw it back by, saw the folks. And then I think we actually, uh, we stayed on I-10 pretty much from California to, to Georgia because we went and saw some of our friends there. Yeah. Ugh. It's a hell of a drive. I don't like road trips anymore. I'm old. Well, My it's back like, hurts. Well, it's <laughs> like, and I'm definitely at the point where I'm like ready for... That wonderful technology where we can do teleports slash making it efficient uh, autopilot driving, basically. Auto driving. Where yeah. I can just sit back and just not worry about it. I just I just need my family to be close because uh, otherwise I'm not going to see them. That's all I'm saying. On the, plus, <laughs> on, uh, on the plus side, the parents are moving down to Galveston. So oh, before nice. terribly long, uh, I, that's not going to be as relevant of a drive. You know, my, to see the family, it's you know, two and a half hours. Yeah, with traffic. So, I'm looking forward to that being the drive as opposed to going all the way out there. But, it is yeah, what it is. the Galveston drive is actually kind of fun for me. I enjoy it. Yeah, I like it too. I think well, I think I enjoy it just because I know I'm going to Galveston. And I know on the way back, it's just short enough of a drive. And, like, there's so many familiar landmarks yeah. that the drive goes by quick. But, exactly. So, it's all good. Well, hey, yeah, guys. Well, hey, speaking of Galveston, yeah. as soon as we actually get a cold snap... Yeah. Which I'm assuming maybe next week. That's what it's looking like. If you need me, leave a message at the beat because I will be trying to catch the flounder run down in Galveston. Yes, sir. Um, once once that cold snap hits, see if I can't do a little flounder fishing. So yeah. I'm excited for that. So hey, we're once again, guys, we are so thankful for you. And of course, uh, if you guys have anything you want to hear about, have questions for us, you know, we're more than happy to discuss anything on this podcast outside of you yeah. know the aforementioned po- politics. We don't do all that crap. Yeah, float us some ideas. We're gonna start spending the back half of the, of the podcast just kind of chit chatting. Yeah. So you guys take care. Thank you uh, so happy much. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your turkey. If, if you are traveling, be safe. Yes. Uh, if you're gathering with people, please be very safe. Right. Of course. Stay positive, test negative. Take them. Take them.